Welcome to Inside the Agency. I'm your host, Michelle Govan. I'm your co-host, Nicole Shawcross. We have Bonnie Wallace with us today. We are so excited to chat with you. How are you? I'm great. You know, all things considered, we're in a pandemic. It's election day. <laughs> I know. Oh I my gosh, about scary. that. It's I thought about, my God. It, yeah, I'm feeling it. I couldn't sleep last night. Oh, Every election day. And I'm going to get a little woo-woo, but the planets are all like in, in weird things like Mercury went direct and all this like woo-woo stuff is happening in the universe as well, which is very interesting. Well, you know, I have this little mantra and it's may the right thing happen because I gave up long ago thinking that I always knew what the right thing was because life has shown me that that's not always the case. So I'm just, I'm just willing that the right thing happens and I really Hopefully we'll all go to bed tonight feeling good about things. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, what an intense day. Well, why don't we talk about something a little lighter than Hollywood? <laughs> yes, please. Um, Hollywood. <laughs> Let's talk about Hollywood and how you got your start and how this all started for you. Um, well, about 10 years ago, my youngest daughter, Dove, Cameron and I moved down to Los Angeles from the little island in the Northwest that we'd always lived on, Bainbridge Island, which is... Um, in the Seattle area, not far from the Canadian border. And um, preceding that, she had spent an entire calendar year lobbying me to move to LA. So <laughs> this was this was like, as she tells it, basically did everything but a PowerPoint presentation about why we needed to move to LA, why she needed to be in LA to have her shot. Uh-huh. And finally, after a year of this, um, clearly she was not giving up and her mentors were taking me aside and saying, you know, you should take this seriously. She's really, really got this thing and she needs to be in a place where, you know, we can see, you know, give her a shot. Right. Yeah. And so it was truly child led. It was not, you know, it was the opposite of what everybody thinks the stage parent situation is. I was, I was basically, I threw up my hands. I'm like, all right, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but we do know that if we don't give a a shot, we'll wonder for the rest of our lives what might have happened. And that's not acceptable to me. So Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, we threw it all in a truck and we moved to LA, which by the way, I don't recommend people do because that was nuts. Yeah, (laughs) what a brave you. That's a brave, big move. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is, and and when I I talk to a lot of parents of young actors at this point, because one of the things I do now is I consult with parents of young actors and young adult actors as well. But one of the things I say is like, don't do that. <laughs> I know it worked out for us, but it shouldn't have. You know, take your time and and pay attention to the context of your family unit. Like at that time, it was a good time for me to consider something so bold. My youngest, it was just me and Dove. My oldest daughter was off to university and, and I was in a place of change in my own life. So right. it was like a kind of um, inflection point, if you will. Yeah, the pieces right. all fell together and the timing was acceptable to such a bold change and move. Yeah, because right. it's a lot and you should take it seriously. <laughs> it's not a casual thing. There's no, a lot of actors that will just say, I'm moving to LA and I look at them and go, are you sure you want to do this? And you know, what? we had a, an actor recently return to us and said, you told me not to leave five years ago and I'm back. And I, I now see that I shouldn't have done it. I've yeah. not gotten any further along in my career. If anything, he's gone backwards because now he's older before he was in his early twenties. And so, you know, again, I believe you have to do it. If your instinct says jump, you need to jump. But if your instinct has a lot of negative saying, maybe hold on, or maybe this isn't the way to do things, feel that and feel that go with that intuition. <laughs> totally. And and the other thing is like, I know I talked to a lot of people who have like this sense of like, I got to do it now. I got to do it. And I was like, you know what? You probably don't really got to do it now. And and yeah. timing is important. And, and another yeah. thing that I like to tell people is like, max out your, your market, your local market, go as far as you can hit the ceiling before you think about making that next move. And we kind of had done that actually. Um, well, it's there, also how strong your team is. This is the thing too. You need to be supported. I would advise parents not to do such a bold move with a young actor 
child actor, unless the team is already supporting from Hollywood. Like if you already have a strong Hollywood team that's saying, don't worry, we've got you. When you get here, we'll catch you. Mm-hmm. Instead of, hey, we're just going to pack up the truck. We're going to turn up at those doorsteps and start banging on doors. I mean, hey, look, bold choice if you do it. And it does work out for some, but uh, it's, it's a scary thing to do. Well, and and the thing is, I it, it, this is such an amazing thing. Like I thought, I'm smart. I'm educated. Heck, I've even got a theater background. I can figure this out. No, <laughs> no, it is. It is not actually as easy as it might look from the outside and you can't just figure it out. And it was so challenging mm-hmm. that once Dove really was clearly on the path to success, like at the end of the first season of her show, I talked to Pam Fisher, who you know yes. quite well, her yes. agent at A3. We share a client, yes. Yes, who's just wonderful. And she's like, you know, you should consider writing a book. You should consider giving back because I know that's kind of your wheelhouse. And I thought, you know, it's so hard for parents. And 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 what was out there wasn't necessarily very reliable. And that's when I decided to make it my mission to help other families like ours. But I love that. I can't tell you the years. I This is my 24th year as an agent. And they, I know it's been a long time. <laughs> Good job. That, I'm like, wait, really? Uh, and, you know, there's been so many times where I've watched parents make fatal mistakes. And it sounds horrible, but your child's career is in your hands. So like you said, max out your area that you're living in. Make sure you work as hard as you can in that area. Make sure that you're bursting that bubble of that market before you leap. At the same time, if your agent's putting you out for things in Hollywood and LA and, you know, other parts like shooting in Montana, shooting in Newark, my God, everything's now in Ireland and Atlanta and everywhere all over the world. The thing is though, my thing is the parents have to understand how to support that child. And if they're giving them lollipops for for an audition and hyping them full of sugar, because they think they're going to memorize their lines faster not the best idea. If you're going to make your child stay up all night to memorize lines because they think that's what they need. And then they're burnt out the next day on set and aren't performing again, not a good thing to do. There's so many do's and don'ts. And I've always been very, very cautious to take on very few child actors so I can really nurture the parents and guide them through the process. But we are so grateful that you have these amazing books that you've written, Young Hollywood Actors, The Hollywood Parents Guide, and the brand new one, Hollywood Acting Teachers, Top Hollywood Acting Teachers, correct? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that one just came out a couple of weeks ago. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I think the more knowledge out there and the more guidance is really important to those parents to help them give them, not just them the better experience. Cause believe me, being a parent to a child actor is a lot of work and it's very exhausting, isn't it? Long hours. It, it's, it's to me, it's like, if you're doing it, it's so easy to get like to take on your child's stress and then your chest, your, your child feels that stress. And then you're just like this like container of stress with the child in it. Instead of yeah. you can kind of be this sort of Zen space, you know, and hold the space for them and and not get confused about whose career it is. It's their career. It's not your career, you know, um, and just be there in a purely support capacity. Um, I talked to Krisha Bullock uh, on my podcast. I've got a podcast mm-hmm. called Hometown to Hollywood, and she's um, a casting director. And she says she she likens it to being like the Secret Service. You want to be right mm-hmm. there. You want to be right there, but silent, (laughs) (laughs) basically invisible, which means you need to leave your ego at the door because it's not about you. And that's, that's somehow that's hard for a lot of parents. And, you know, it's important though. Do you want to talk about some of your experiences you had with Dove kind of going through the business and growing with her? Because of course it's a building with together. It's a relationship that you're building together as you kind of go through the ranks of like the first bookings, the bigger bookings. It is. It's, it's interestingly, I mean, there's literally no such thing as a successful child actor without at least one incredibly supportive parent, you know, ideally two, ideally a village, but like, like the minimum requirement is one incredibly supportive parent. And, and you generally don't see them. If you see them, usually something's gone wrong, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, if they're on the front page of the tabloid as well, that's generally not a good look for a parent of a young actor. (laughs) Um, but, but you are a team and, and Dove and I are still a team in some ways. I mean, she's, she's, nearly 25 now it's it's been it's been 
all of 10 years. Um, she's got an incredible team. And part of my job was, was helping her get the right people in the right spot. So I could step back and, and that's been a process, you know, stepping back carefully. I'm still on on some stuff, but when we first landed here, it was just us. She's 14. I thought, okay, well, you know, we don't know how long this is going to take. So I enrolled her in, in public high school and, you know, didn't know how I was going to support myself. Like, it's a lot of logistics, right? Like, can you walk to school safely? That simple stuff. Um, it took us a while to get an agent. Like, I just figured, honestly, how naive is this? I'm just going to send out her headshot and her resume and we'll get some meetings and we'll find an agent. <laughs> right. That's not that simple. <laughs> it does <laughs> happen. It just, you may not get the best agent these days. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially in the bigger markets, you know, where they don't take unsolicited submissions typically. Anyway, we finally, we, we sign her with Pam Fisher at then Abrams, now A3. And it was the better part. It was exactly a year, almost to the week from when we first moved to LA, when she booked her first role, which was a two episode recurring guest star arc. Um, and that felt like the longest year of our lives. It was like, oh my gosh, this is taking so long. And then she booked her first role and everybody was like, oh my gosh, that was so fast. And we yeah. thought, <laughs> yeah. that was just the longest year of our, our lives. What are you talking about fast? And then it was another eight months before she booked her second role. Um, and, and in that intervening time, there was a crazy pilot season where she literally went to test. She was in the top th two or three for the lead in five different pilots. Five. She goes to test for five and she didn't get any of them. Yeah. How do you as a oh. parent handle that rejection? We know this is an industry of more no's than yeses. And how do you as a parent kind of handle that with your child? You know, again, little mantras, right? The mantra kind of becomes, it's not about you. All you can do is truly give it your best shot do your best and then walk away. And then after that, it is out of your hands. And I think one of the, one of the biggest, most critical distinctions for anybody in this industry is that there are things that are in your hands and things that are not, and you have to make your peace with that. So everything that's in your hands, you know, are you rested? Are you prepared? Have you done your work? You know, you do that. You do it. Your you do your best. And if you something goes wrong on your side, then you learn from that and you move on. But the rest of it, you just got to let go. You're too tall. You're too short. You're too this. You're too that. You're not enough of this. You don't look enough like the parents. You look too much like the sub. You know, it's like yeah. So we talk just, about the lack so of control subjective. on the podcast a lot, just because mm -hmm. we're trying to say to people, you have to take the control you can. Like you said, are you rested? Are you prepared? Are you on time? The basics, and then the rest you have to let go and just leave up to fate. Yeah, just, back to the Zen thing. Yeah, back, yeah. <laughs> Mantra Zen. Oh my God. So, so anyway, so we go through that hair raising pilot season and then she finally books her second role, which became, it was the pilot that became Liv and Maddie. Right. So, but again, all of this stuff takes time. So it was six more months after she shot the pilot before they gave it the green light. They took it down to the wire in terms of the contract allowing how long they were going to take to test and decide. Yeah, oh, it's due. <laughs> and then it, right. That's how it is. And then, yeah. and then it didn't start filming until the spring. I mean, so we were two and a half years in when she started filming Liv and Maddie, at which point she had a couple of, she had a movie under her belt and she had some other stuff under her belt, but it, it just, um, I don't know what we expected. We didn't expect it to go as ridiculously well as it's gone ultimately. Um, but I think everybody's journey is different. Yeah, you know, it certainly is. Everyone has a different, they start different. They it's the right role at the right time. And you never know mm -hmm. what time that's going to be. Well, and one other thing that I was just thinking about, I was talking to somebody the other day, it seems to me at this point, looking back and making sense of the little path that I can see, like little pins on a map, um, that in many, many cases, um, one role really did open the door to another role, which opened the door to another yes. role. And I can kind of look back and I can see a path where, you know, some of the musical stuff she did on Liv and Maddie, which wasn't technically musical, but right. one of the characters did sing, um, led to the Descendants thing, which led to, I think. Broadway. Well, it led to the Hollywood Bowl. Right. She did, she did um, Mamma Mia at the Hollywood Bowl, which there were some huge Broadway casting directors in the audience for that. So right. that led to uh, Clueless, the musical, which led to Light in the Piazza. You know, it's just. And then and now, now Putin. She's doing. And which is a 
the half hour, yeah, Lauren Michaels show, I actually bumped into the director the other day in Indigo. I'm it's, like, hi, nice to see you. Yeah. No, it's an incredible She's so excited show. about that project. Oh, the project's <laughs> unbelievable. But you know what? It is true. I've, I've watched the trajectory of clients before and I've seen how important it is to really watch how you brand your young child actor or even any actor and what decisions you should make. Now, sometimes obviously as an adult actor, sometimes you have to pay your bills and you'll take a commercial or a movie of the week that maybe wasn't necessarily what your goal was, but it helps facilitate to do those better roles or different roles, I should say, yeah. <laughs> that you might want to focus on. So well, it, is, and- it is, I know what you're saying. It's like when you look back, you see how it all evolved. Yeah. Did, did the team that you had on board with Dove help with navigating that trajectory? Oh, totally, totally. And, and she's been with Pam Fisher for, oh my gosh, 10 years this month, we should send Pam flowers. (laughs) (laughs) 10 years with the same agent. Um, And she's changed her manager three times. So, and, and, and in each case, ultimately that was because they were not on the same page in terms of the choices that they thought she should be making with her career um, and the jobs that she might or might not take versus what she saw for herself. And it's incredibly important that you and your team are on the same page for that. Absolutely. Pam and, and Duff have always seen eye to eye in terms of what they see for her, what like they, they want and see the same things. And Pam has always like really listened. And I have to say, you know, Light in the Piazza, which which was a life-changing thing for her, doing it on the West End and doing it here at the LA Opera House, uh, with I mean Renee Fleming, you know, was was a dream come true of a lifetime. And she told Pam years and years ago when she was probably 16. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's my dream role. Well, Pam clocked that. And then years mm-hmm. later, when the word on the street was that they were thinking about doing a revival, Pam threw Dove's hat in the ring. That's an agent. Like, that is somebody who is taking care of you. Yeah. So, for yeah. you as a parent, when you're looking for a team, um, do you have any advice for parents or some attributes that you would look for in an agent or a team or a manager? Huge. So much advice. <laughs> where do I start Um, I think it's incredibly important that you're on the same page in terms of your communication that that the parent understands what the agent wants and doesn't want and needs in terms of like you know how they want to be communicated with like Mm -hmm. find out what that is because people are people and they have different styles like text me don't text me whatever Um, and then on top of that you want to make sure that they see like see your child. And we know what we're talking about as parents. Like, does that person see them like as a, as the human that they are? Do they care about them them? to understand them? You know, Um, we had a thing happen a little over a year in Dove had just gotten that, that two episode arc. Um, She was finally like, Oh, she's got something on IMDb. She was starting to get some buzz. She was starting to get really exciting um, opportunities. And she had just, taken the chispy so she was illegal 18 at you know 15 which was something and in the middle of that because she's a human and a teenager she said you know what I we, we had a little personal not a little person we had a big personal event and she said I need to step away I need a break and and I was really worried about talking to her agent about that and thinking mm-hmm. oh my god what is she going to say she's just getting some traction and she was so amazing she's like look you're a human first you have to take care of what you need to take care of I'm here you know, if and when you come back. And as it turns out, you know, she only needed a few months off, but she did need it. And, and, and actors are humans and child actors are children. Um, and to have an agent who puts you as a human first, I think is huge. Um, and also need sometimes breaks. they need breaks sometimes. They They're children. <laughs> I've had a child actor. He was 10. He was lead on a series. He was number three on the cast list. He did 13 episodes. And at the end he was burnt out. He was 10. It was his first big gig. And I remember the parents calling me nervous. Same thing. It was close to summer. And they said, look, he, he just wants a summer. He wants to go swim. He wants to play. He wants to be a kid. I'm like, go tell I'm I'll be waiting when he's ready. And that's a good agent. Like you said, an agent has to care. And I think what I've noticed along the way, especially with children and young teens with reps, is I always make sure that I place my kids and teens, other than with me, with a rep that I know has heart and has, 
you know, really does care. This is the biggest thing. They cannot treat your child like a number on a list. Your child will be mistreated. It is so important to find that right team. Cause like you said, some team members will see a very shiny dollar figure, but maybe it's a horror flick and it's going to disturb your child for years to come. Look at the exorcist. I'm sorry. She didn't really have a good life after that. I'm sure they saw a lot of money. Didn't think about the child and shoved the offer and the deal through instead of going, what impact is this going to have on this child's future? Is that money going to help them? Is it going to elevate them? Is it the right project? Or is this better to pass and wait for something else? And I, I think agree. that's really important. I agree a thousand percent. And I, another thing I tell parents all the time is like, look, you don't have to say yes to everything. Mm-mm. Your child doesn't have to take everything that comes their way. And it's important if you've got some personal boundaries or your child has some personal boundaries around, you know, genres or roles or language or types of projects that you get clear about what those are. So have mm-hmm. a conversation with your kid, family conversation, like what's cool and what's not cool. And then take that information and for goodness sake, communicate it to your reps so that they don't, you know, break their necks, trying to get your child into a, into a room where you're ultimately going to say, wait a minute, we, we don't do horror. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, a lot of kids don't, a lot of kids don't want to swear. A lot of kids don't want any kind of explicit content. Cause as we know, there can be those movies that get a little raunchy for even a 12 year old. And, you know, I respect those parents, which is actually, I wish parents did have more guidelines. Sometimes you can tell when a parent just wants a child actor to just be successful in any way possible, because they'll just send them out for everything and anything and not really consider, is this the right path? So. Yeah. And, 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 and you said a little earlier, you know, that when you're the parent of a child actor, that their career is in your hands, which is absolutely true. And their life is in your hands. I mean, the yeah. stakes just couldn't be higher, which, which is why, I mean, I, I ultimately, I really feel that, that the more you know, the more you understand about this industry, the better choices you can make for your kid and for your family, you know, and if, if you don't know something, you, you're really, you're operating at a serious disadvantage. And so your child is too. This is why education is so important. It's so important. And now let's bring in something a little different. Oh my gosh. Now COVID hit. (laughs) As we know, a lot of parents normally travel with their child actors or even emancipated actors that are 18, 19, but still want mom or dad to come with them or an older sibling. And now with COVID that's been restricted. So that support system isn't really in place as much anymore as we know. And that's a big concern for me because as we know, we were just talking about, you know, make the best decision for your child actor, as well as your family. I've had times where a child actor has been offered an amazing role, but it's on the other side of the country or the other side of the world. And it splits a family up for a year. Now, can the marriage handle it? Will the siblings survive it? It's not just about, Hey, this is amazing. I think actors and parents should really look at the opportunity before they audition, before they call back, before they test and go, okay, look, can we split the family up for a year? You're going to shoot in Australia. We're going to be in the U S how is this going to work? How are we going to do holidays before you get to that final testing? Cause I've had kids hiding under the covers crying because the parents are screaming because they don't know how to figure out that last step to actually yeah. make the job work. And it is, it's a huge sacrifice. I don't think parents realize, like you said, one supportive parent, it really takes one to basically sacrifice their life to be on set, be diligent with all the emails, the communication, the contracts, the negotiations, hire the right lawyer. Let's bring something else that's very important. We had Pam Fisher actually on the podcast and we talked about the importance of lawyers and how, because you could have a more novice rep that's still wonderful and cares for your client, but are they ready to negotiate a series deal of an option for seven years? Absolutely not. I'm sorry. Let's be honest here. You need that help of a very well-known or, or very hardworking, great lawyer to protect I, I, your child. I think you, I think you need an agent first. Yes. I think it's important to have a lawyer before you have a manager in many cases. 100%. You know? I mean, what, one thing I tell people is like, look, once you're starting to wade into these waters, you know, and once you've got an agent, um, ask your agent if they have somebody they recommend, first of all, because part of building a team successfully is having the team members all, you know, on the same page and respecting each other and all that. They don't have to know each other, but it's useful. But, but if they, if they can't get a recommendation from their lawyer, go on to IMDb pro 
and, you know, go down the left hand sidebar and see who the lawyer is for up and coming successful young actors, you know, not Leo DiCaprio, but, you know, but, but, but somebody who's just a little ahead of your kid, someone who did just get the series regular on a new show or something, who is their attorney, do a little research, call them up and say, Hey, you know, we're not here yet, but when we need a lawyer, would you be open to working with us? And if so, how would you do it? Would you do it on a percentage basis? You know, would you become part of the team for 5%, which is super common? Or would you, you know, would you do it hourly or are you taking on new clients? But like, get somebody that you can call fast, have that research done, because when you need one, you typically need one right now because <laughs> you got to sign it's the contract so true. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't know you were testing yesterday next thing you know next morning you're getting ba calling you with an offer of business affairs and you need a lawyer that day so you're right it's normally you needed it yesterday yeah so yeah so get that duck in a row maybe you don't have to call him for a year or two after that conversation but you know who you're gonna call mm-hmm. you know really yeah. important yeah. How did you, how did you find when Dove's success started increasing? How did you find her safety? I'm noticing with a couple of my younger clients, like they'll go to the mall and they'll be just circled around by all these fans. I don't want her on public transit or him on public transit. Like I'm very nervous about keeping them safe. I know we kind of jumped away from COVID. We can always go back to the kind of those restrictions, but yeah. yeah, that's 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 a huge conversation. I mean, it's 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 really the shadow side of success mm-hmm. is to mm-hmm. be so famous that you can be in the middle of nowhere in on the other side of the world and have people freaking out when they see you, you know, and yeah. it might sound fun, but it's not fun. It can no. be really scary. Um, we, we had very early on an incident like that. We were, we were at a mall in LA and, um, somebody recognized her. And then the minute somebody does, it's like, it's like, Oh, and then there's all the buzz. And then, whoosh, yeah. Yeah, right, like, whoosh. and, and she had a, she had an actual panic attack. Cause it was just, it was so frightening. It was like, you know, human beings, our nervous systems are not, we're not designed for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there can become some legit safety concerns. So you, you sort of, you create a new normal. You know, there are some things that you just kind of don't do anymore. And there are some things that you do differently. And there are things that you don't even think about after a while, but that normal people don't have to think about, you know, like you don't post from, if you're making a social media post, you don't post from where you're at so that you don't identify where you are in real time ever, ever. Um, you, you, you take the, um, you take the, uh, location services off your phone so that if somebody hacks you, they don't know where you are, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, you, you, you know, you, you take care with what kind of car you drive and where you park and you, you know, it's just, and you use the buddy system. I'm always telling yeah. go in at least two or three, don't ever go by yourself. Yeah, or at you least don't have, go- yeah, it's buddy system, buddy yeah. system people. <laughs> well, and the thing is, okay. So as parents of young, successful, maybe recognizable actors, then there you are out at target with them when you get swarmed. Yeah. And, and, and more than anything at that moment, the parent needs to be the shield for the child. The parent can't be excited and flattered and like, Oh my gosh, isn't this amazing? They, they recognize you from the t-shirt. It's like, no, no, your child needs to feel safe. And you mm-hmm. need to be the one who is sometimes maybe the bad guy. So the kid doesn't have to be the bad guy and say, yes. I'm sorry, we need some space here. Thanks for understanding. Especially since most of these are recorded now. So you do. The parent has to be kind, but stern. Hey guys, thank you so much for your support. We just need some space. I have to protect constantly at premieres and things like that. And like you said, the young actors are always so excited when they see the fans swarming. And I'm always like, okay, only five more autographs. Thanks so much. Okay, everybody go. And you just shove the kid and push them. Because if the child says anything like, hey guys, no, I can't. Or, uh, please stop. Next, you know, that's on TMZ magazine photo. It's everywhere because it makes them look like they are not loving their fans. Yeah. And they do love their fans and it's sad. And, and the thing is it can actually become a safety issue. You know, if, if, if a crowd gets too big, um, (laughs) and on top of that, like these young actors are humans and they're, they're young and, 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 you know, sometimes they're having their own hard day or whatever and having people get up in their face is like it's just the last thing they can deal with because they're humans um mm-hmm. and again they they just you you need to work out you know what's 
what's your go-to sort of protection and, and have the parent not be afraid to sometimes be the firm person who has to say no or has a bodyguard. to be a bodyguard. The I mean, are the bodyguard. Yeah. Doug and I are the same size, but I have <laughs> my little body You're the heavy. <laughs> I may not look like it, but I can be. <laughs> Nicole, do you want to ask about gossip? I thought we could spin off. Yes. That. Um, I would love to know how you kind of navigate or handle kind of, we know there's some, sometimes some backstage parent gossip amongst themselves. How do you navigate through that? Well, we, for, for the most part, we've been incredibly fortunate that way. Um, and maybe that's just good fortune. Um, maybe that's one thing I have seen over and over again is that the tenor on a set, um, if you will, it very much comes from the top. So if you have good, strong, um, integrity-based, you know, smart, kind director, executive producers, and people at the very top of the, of the cast list, you're probably going to have a really healthy set where that stuff's just not really going to go on. But if you have one of those top players, you know, one of the leads or two or an EP or somebody who's got integrity issues or is gossipy or is problematic in some way, the whole set can go in that direction. So if the, if the key people are great people, you're good. You don't have to deal with that generally. Uh, when we have had issues, um, you know, I, as a parent, you just have to sort of step in, circle the wagons, be as protective as you can be while staying professional. Um, and then remind your kid, if your kid is suffering on the other side of that, darling, this is not about you. You know, when people say or do mean things, it is it is an expression of their internal condition. And, yeah. and you know, all we can do sometimes is create space and uh, remember that that, you know, the shoot won't last forever. <laughs> no, but it's true. I have to have constant conversations with my parents saying, look, this is a long shoot. When you go to set, you're going to be stuck with those same parents in that green room or that viewing area. And they're going to start to gossip. They're going to start to chatter. You have to stay as neutral as possible and you can't take sides. It turns into high school. I don't understand, but it happens all the time. And it makes it very uncomfortable for the parents day to day. Cause as we know, it can be eight to 10 hours every day in the cold, in the heat, you know, long hours, night shoots, you're exhausted. You're at a 4am pickup. I think, you know, talking, you saying that it's very important about the integrity of the set. I think that matters too on the, the budget of the set. So I find a lot of the lower budget, you know, young kid shows, things are treated very differently. You don't have a lot of separation. Well, and that's why we can spin into COVID talk if we want. <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> There's sure. so much separation now. I mean, that's the yeah. thing, right? I guess those green rooms and viewing areas aren't the same anymore. You're not congested in this little space where it's almost like a pressure cooker that the gossip starts. Now you're all segregated. Well, now there's an upside. Yeah. Just separate all the parents. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, truth be told, I, I have made, you know, it, I, I've had the whole, personally, I've helped, I've had the whole range. I've had people that I just, I see them and I think, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to walk the other way because mm -hmm. their energy is so toxic. And I, I just don't engage with that if I have a choice. Um, but then there are people who, who I've literally made lifelong friends, yes. you know, people who are, you know, other parents of young actors and, and Dove's made lifelong friends on these sets too. And, and in many cases, it's the same kids and parents. Like we just like, oh, you're my people. I love you forever. Um, mm -hmm. So that's beautiful. And so, so with this COVID thing, it's all of that. So right now, as you know, Dove is on um, a set in Vancouver for an Apple TV project that she's super excited about. And two of the people she's in the cast with are like old friends, you know, yeah. Kristen Chenoweth, um, who's played her mother twice now. <laughs> I and love Kristen Chenoweth. Oh God, she's we fantastic. love her so much. Um, and then Jaime Camel, who played her father um, at the Hollywood Bowl in Mamma Mia. And, and she was so excited to work with her friends again. And then some other people that she's always wanted to work with. The cast is amazing. But they don't get to hang together, really. No, the yeah. minute they're wrapped, they have to be out of there to keep the safety up. And, and, and I always visit her on set. Always, always. I'm her mother. Yeah. She's my baby, even though she's 24. 
I've never not visited her on set and I can't go see her on set right now. And so we don't get to share the joy of that, yeah. which is emotionally, it's challenging, you know, and these kids That's are That's what isolated. I'm noticing. Yeah. We've had yeah. two sets go down in Canada and one of my sets in the States that I have people on. Um, it's amazing to see the changes that are happening. The good news is the sets that have gone down, there's act, it's only been one isolated case the PPE gear is working, the masks and the gloves and no one else is catching it, but it's still terrifying to the set to go completely down one afternoon. You just get these panic calls. They shut everything down. They send them all home, tell them to stay inside for their next test to come back and make sure it's negative. It's so heartbreaking as an agent to watch these young people be scared you know, and to go to set and not have the parental support. Now, a lot of parents I know, depending on the age of the child are allowed to go, but then they have to go through the same gamut of COVID testing, isolation. You know, if they have to quarantine, they have to quarantine as well. You can't slip out to the grocery store. You know what I mean? So it's a whole new experience, which I think parents need even more guidance on. So I love that you've created your website, Hometown to Hollywood. You are a supporter, you're a consultant, you help parents navigate these crazy times, which now I drop COVID on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? This was challenging enough already. <laughs> I know. Let's just throw another obstacle in the way. <laughs> but 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 what you said too though when when you're talking about budget like it's big so when you know you've got a good big union shoot where they've got a decent budget they're 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 taking all the precautions that that we all know how to take now and and they're they're taking care of their people they're taking care of their actors Dove you know she doesn't love the isolation but she feels taken care of and supported completely and she's told me that a number of times now keep in mind I know she has a lot of support but we're here too we're in Vancouver so if she needs anybody we can be an extended guardian parent even if she needs something run to set just know you have backup here I tell that to Pam all the time too like if you guys ever need anything I mean we need to do we need to support each other right now especially when like you said your baby is here she's far away I, I I really hate that I can't go see her. I mean, it's not just like, okay, what kind of a risk would I be taking getting on a plane? Would I drive? Yada, yada. But they, then there's the two week quarantine and, and it's just literally logistically, it's just not doable. I don't think Canada no. would let me in right now anyway. <laughs> no, you know what? That's the problem. That's the restriction, right? Not because you're not amazing. They'd be like, I'm sorry, get back. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> Get back. No. Yeah, that's the hard part. I went to LA in, I think it was June, early June, and I had to come back in quarantine. That two weeks, oh my gosh, I'm in a condo. You go stir crazy. I think the first five to seven days are the hardest. And then you almost get used to it. And then you almost don't want to leave your door because yeah. as a human, you adapt, right? You kind of, in the beginning, you fight it. It feels like you're being jailed. And then all of a sudden you kind of let go. So, I mean, I think we want to talk about kind of any advice you have that you haven't provided already. I think it might be great too, to talk like in the beginning, I'd love um, if you have any tips or tricks for maybe parents just starting out and getting their kids into, um, if if they're interested in acting, Mm -hmm. what was your process with Dove? Well, yeah, I think that's actually, that bears examining because, because (laughs) there's so many people who who don't get past that point, right? But, but everybody starts at that point, every single one of us, regardless of how far we get, we all start there, you know, should I take this seriously? Should my kid take acting classes? Yada, yada. So, so back on Bainbridge Island in Washington state, where we're from, Bainbridge happens to have a top-notch community theater. It's got a 240 seat house. They put on amazing productions. And so for five years, she did community theater. She did pretty much everything that they cast. And so she kind of learned by doing, and she got a lot of experience under her belt with auditioning and different directors and, you know, going through that whole process. And I do think theater is a fantastic way for, you know, kids to start and kind of cut their teeth. Um, She also did three years of formal classical vocal training back up on the island. Um, and it happened to be one of her mentors who was one of her directors um, at the at the local theater who pulled me aside and said, you know, she's got this thing. What people forget is that top-notch talent, actors, directors, producers, what have you, is everywhere. 
Okay, so this this mentor of hers happened to be Dinah Manoff, who is a Tony Award winning actress and a career long, um, you know, producer director. She's not just, you know, she just happened to be living on the island. Right. And so her word meant something to me when she said you should take this seriously. So I think one of the things is before you start thinking, oh, I'm going to throw it all in a truck and go to L.A. because um, my kid says they want to act today. Let them do local theater you know, sign them up for local theater classes, sign them up for voice lessons. If you think they might want to sing, sign them up for dance classes. If that seems to be something that they might want to do, give them some time, see if they still love it. See if it's, you know, not just the thing they want to do this season, but do they want to do it next season? Right. Mm -hmm. And then see if there's some mentors that, that corroborate your feeling that maybe they really do have something there. Another thing that happened to us that I didn't mention was um, we did get an agent in Seattle um, there's not a lot of work in Seattle. It was mostly, you know, the occasional commercial. But in fact, when when they were doing the nationwide search for the lead in True Grit, mm-hmm. which will happen, they will shake the bushes all over the world yeah. to get the mm-hmm. right young person in a key role. Dove was like in the top three or four for that from Seattle, all on tape. Yeah. And that was the other thing that made me feel like, okay, it's not just me. <laughs> I just that, don't think my daughter's thinks- so amazing and special. Everyone else does. <laughs> no, Your daughter other is, evidence, is a right? star. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. But you know what I mean? So I kind of feel like it's important to have some objective and not someone who's like making money off of you and saying, you know, your kid's a star. Here's pay me another 500 bucks, you know? So somebody who's like that you can, you can feel like, okay, it's not, you know, like triangulate Mm -hmm. your impression. So, so give them training, give them experience, see if those other mentors um, go as far as you can. But you put a lot of effort in like what you're listing. Some parents (laughs) just think their kid's cute, no training, no nothing. Now, obviously things have changed. So young kids coming to the business now, there isn't theater. There isn't that same training. So this is what's really interesting. The kids that are now coming out, they're having to Zoom coach, Zoom rehearse things, uh, self-tape everything. But that also means that they have a better shot at these roles you're mentioning, like these bigger roles. Because, you know, they'll do a Canada-wide search for a lead kid on a movie and bam, your kid could get it. Or Disney's doing a lead search for their next new series and bam. So it's amazing. The success can happen very quickly. I also want to make sure I mention something on this podcast. One of my most successful clients who most of you know who she is, was told by her agent two months before we met that she will never work. So I want to bring that up. What one agent says to you is not really accurate. Check with another agent. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can you believe that? And you know who we're talking about, Bonnie. So can you believe her agent well, actually Bonnie's said, shaking her head? Because I know the first time I met her, I just, I was blown away by her. I was just in awe. And I was like, wow, like she has got something. It was incredible. And it was just, it permeated out of her. Yeah, so for someone to say stuff. she didn't, I couldn't even believe it. And I think you had made a good point earlier you have to, you're the person or the, the representation that you have has to see your child. Yes. Has mm-hmm. to see them. And again, because, because they have to fight for them sometimes. And so, yes. you know, they, they're going to do that. They're going to knock down doors. Pam Fisher would knock down walls for Dove. I happen to know that, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and she loves her like she's her own kid and, yeah. and like, okay, not everybody's as lucky as we are, but that's what you want. That's the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Um, you should and feel yeah, protected. I mean, your child should feel protected. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of people in the world who are mean and who, who, I mean, they're broken and, and you can't be stopped by that. You know, I mean, we had some teachers, teachers, adults who just said terrible things to Dove when, when she started sharing, you know, her dream and her vision for where she wanted to go with her life. And it was basically like, you'll never make it. Who do you think you are? I mean, it was, it was just shocking. And, and it happens too often, Bonnie, it does. And, and I hear the worst part, it's those comments that are made to a 12, 15, 18 year old girl, they resonate still when they're 36. Like when I'm talking to them, they still say, Oh, someone told me that I have a two gummy smile or someone told me I'm not pretty enough. Or someone told me I'm never going to be skinny enough. And I want to wring those people's necks because they don't realize it's just like a parent raising a child. If you tell your child, oh, you're looking chubby, you're never going to find a husband one day. I was told something similar 
when I was growing up and it still resonates with me. And like, do I look hippie? Do I, I'm like, is that why? Like, you know, it's, it's strange. Those little nuggets of information that we're given that we kind of hold on to. And so that stuff, I just don't understand it, but most, and I'm sure you're going to say the same thing. When I find a coach or teacher or peer says something negative, it's their own insecurities and their own failures that they're just throwing out there. It's absolutely true. And, and this is another thing. So, so once your child, if your child is an actor, starts to get traction, you mm-hmm. know, the whole social media thing, that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> I was going to bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a, it's a huge, that's its own podcast. Yeah. Um, but, but people will say the most horrific things because it gives them a momentary sense of importance. Yeah. And, and your child, you, you need to lay the track for them to understand how that works long before they need to understand it. And even just, you know, normal kids face that these days, you know, kids who are successful, kids who have big followings, they face it in spades. So um, you need to inoculate them against that and, and make sure that their self-esteem is, is rock solid. And that's not easy to do, but it's incredibly important. What advice have you given Dove over the years about social media and the, and the mean bashing that happens? Cause that's happening more and more with my, my clients and a lot of them get very scared and want to acknowledge them. I always tell them you have to ignore them, just delete them, ignore them or ignore them. Because if yeah. you delete, sometimes they get angry. So, because they check to make sure their comment is still on their social media. You know, Which what's your advice on that? Just pathetic. I know. Um, my advice is all of those things. Um, delete if it makes you feel better to delete. Always ignore. Never, ever, yeah. ever, ever interact with trolls. Don't I mean, engage. Don't yeah. engage. Because it's like, no. you know, don't feed the trolls is, is a cliche for a reason. And like I said earlier, truly... And the older I get, the more clear I am about the truth of this. When people say nasty, toxic things, it is literally just a reflection on them. They are, they are, they are displaying their internal condition. It has nothing to do with you. They don't even know you. They have this idea of you. Mm-hmm. They think you know you, which is they, weird. They think they do, but they, they can't. They don't. No. <laughs> and, and literally, that's the other thing that I have said sometimes when Dev has really struggled. I'm like, look, think about how many people in your life you genuinely care about what they think of you. Like, like really, really, really like it matters to you what they think of you. It's probably just a handful of people Mm -hmm. whose opinion really does matter. It does count. And you want to know what it is and it's going to sway how you lead your life. Everybody else, they don't matter. Their opinion does not matter. Your opinion of you matters. I met Dove very briefly on the set of Descendants, the second Descendants, because my client booked her dream job, which was Descendants. <laughs> and I'll never forget going to visit. It was in Riverview, the crazy hospital out here. And I remember Kenny Ortega is yelling. And here comes Dove running around the corner and she turns around. And she's like, I totally forgot my lines. And then she ran back in the corner and Anna was just sitting there being like, <gasps> and it was the cutest <laughs> thing. And I met her very briefly, but you know, I, she's got such a beautiful career. And I know that a lot of that is due to your strength, your support and everything you've done for her. So kudos to you. Thank you. Because Thank her you. success, like you said, came from your support. And I say that to my parents all the time. If you cannot support your child day in, day out and really be their advocate they can't succeed. Not in the big time. Sure. They can do an occasional commercial or bit part, but not, not stardom. It takes, like you said, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of support. So, yeah, it does. Well, thank you. I mean, she's done all the work, but in order to be able to do that work, you know, everybody needs very, very solid support because it's not easy. No, it's not. No, it's not easy at all. It's interesting too. I think a lot of parents don't realize um, even just getting into the business or just starting out the investment that they have to make um, in getting their child to auditions or, you know, communicating with agents regarding self tapes or learning lines, going to coaching, all those types of things. It's, It's a big time. It's a big commitment. It's yeah. not really something you can do casually. And, <laughs> and, and the thing is, you know, I don't think people necessarily really get that. And, and I think, I think if your kid wants to do multiple things, if this is one of the things they want to do, okay, let them do the local stuff, let them take online. Now we're all online, online acting classes, what have you. Um, but, 
But if there's something else that they want to do just as much for goodness sake, you know, have them do that. Because <laughs> yeah. because I think I really think it's true that you have to just love this more than anything, want this more than anything, because it's it's just not easy. You know, if, if not, you love it, it, then it's worth it. You know. Yeah. But the parents also have to create balance. They are still children. They still have to have sleepovers and get dirty and carve pumpkins and trick or treat and do those things, socialize, be a normal kid. Cause as we know, if you isolate them and focus on the job and the business, you're also doing them a disservice yeah. of not allowing them to wear mismatched socks or, you know, like I said, get dirty, go play, go hang out with friends. It's crucial. I see a lot of kids where literally all they do all day long is something that's about their acting career, furthering their acting career. And it's mm-hmm. nonstop and it's not healthy. It's yeah. not healthy and it's not sustainable. And and from a sort of, um, oh, I guess, utilitarian standpoint, you could say, look, if somebody's going to be a genuinely good actor they need life experience to draw from. So let them have mm-hmm. it. You know, that's a horrible yeah. way to frame it. But it's like, if that's how you have to look at it, look at it that way. Yeah. They deserve life experience. They deserve the kids, teens, kids, young teens, adults. Yeah. 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 Nicole, that. do you want to ask your magic yeah. question? Yes. Um, what advice would you give your younger self getting into the industry? that is a great question I love that question so much advice um I would say that life is big and it's not linear and um to stay open to the very strong possibility that it can be much much more amazing than you imagine yeah I like that that's no, great. Also, perseverance is very important. <laughs> oh, faith, faith, and faith, faith, faith. and perseverance. Faith Those and are perseverance. my two things. Mm-hmm. Listen, Bonnie, we're so glad we had you on the show. Everyone listening, if you are a parent of a child actor, please check out Hometown to Hollywood. She's got a blog and a podcast. Also, her books are incredible. Like we mentioned, there's a new one out as well as Young Hollywood Actors and the Hollywood Parents Guide. This will give you some great advice. And right now, we need advice. <laughs> we all do. Mm-hmm. Lots of advice. <laughs> Thank you it so was much. It great to meet you. What a pleasure to meet you both. Thanks for having yeah. me. Of course.